Hi, this is your host, Oli. Just wanted to drop by from the future while editing this podcast episode with a disclaimer that this conversation with my guest is just our experiences and we merely scratched the surface of the schools that we studied at. We are by no means providing a concrete judgment for any of these schools as a whole. These are only our reflections, thoughts, and experiences as alumni. On another note, I also apologize in advance for any noise disturbances or volume issues due to the fact that this is the first time I'm using a different platform to record this podcast episode with my guest. Now, let's get on with the episode. End of the walkway. Yeah, I just landed. I'm not really sure. Am I home yet? Hello, and welcome to the Am I Home Yet podcast, a show where I talk about things I'm wondering about and want to share as a third culture kid in her 20s while on the search for the answer to the eternal question, am I home yet? I'm your host, Oli. And today, we actually have our very first guest on this show. She is an old friend of mine. We've known each other for over a decade. And she also has very similar educational backgrounds as I do. So we went to um, elementary school, middle school, high school, and university together. So it's going to be interesting um, how our perspectives might be similar or different on today's topic. But before we get into it, remember to follow the podcast's Instagram at amihomeyetpod. That's at amihomeyetpod for future updates. Now, let's kick off this episode by introducing our guest, Pinky. Yay, Pinky! Yay! <laughs> Hello, Pinky. So, Hello, Lee. Can you please introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Pinky, and I was born and raised in Thailand. I graduated with a Bachelor of Science and Bachelor of Arts in Psychology from Jilalongkong University and the University of Queensland. I did a double degree uh, joint psychology program. And right now I'm just chilling at home and prepping and studying for the MCAT examination because I want to attend medical school, hopefully, in the future. Yay. Yay. Okay, so we both graduated from international school, and we both went to um, university in Thailand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So before we actually get into today's topic, I'm going to ask you the main idea of this podcast, and I'll, a- I'll be asking this question to all of our guests. So what is home to you? And where do you feel most at home? That's a difficult question, in my opinion, because Mm -hmm. (laughs) hmm, I feel like when I'm here, right, compared to when I was in Australia, or if I went somewhere else, like, I know that, you know, okay, I was born here, I was raised here, and I, I should feel Thai, right? But mm-hmm. there are times that I don't feel 
Thai enough to be a Thai person because mm-hmm. one at home I don't even speak Thai. I speak Mandarin because my family, you know, we're Chinese, like our backgrounds. I'll talk more about that later. But and second of all, my Thai skills compared to like the average Thai person. I can get by, but I I'm not speaking at the native level, and that's I'm aware of, and I sh- I should probably work on. And third, I wasn't exactly brought up in like a very in that environment where I'm very much exposed to a lot of the Thai culture and values. Because again, like I said, I'm Chinese, so I'm much more exposed to a Chinese environment. Like I'm more aware and more familiar about. Chinese culture and values in general. I mean, heck, even at home, I eat more Chinese food. So, oh. so but when I go abroad in Australia, I feel like the Thai side of me kind of gets amplified because I do like you know, it's like oh, I'm away from home, and I do kind of miss home. I don't, I don't get to eat Thai food, you know, and people here, you know, they it's a completely different culture. People here speak a different language. They speak English, obviously, and everything is just very different. So it's a difficult question. I think it really depends where I'm at, but I wouldn't say I feel 100% Thai, but I, don't, I also don't really feel 100% Chinese either. It's kind of difficult for you because of, like, even though your family lives in Thailand and have, have been living in Thailand for so long, you still don't feel Thai. But yep. then you feel Thai when you go abroad because Thailand has always been your home. Exactly. Mm, that's interesting. And that's, do you think that's confusing to you? Like your identity when you, when you uh, studied abroad in Australia, what, uh, how did you introduce yourself? I just say, you know, I'm Pinky and I'm from Thailand. It's- it's strange, but that's just what I do. Mm, yeah, you don't say, hi, I'm Kinky, and I'm a Chinese person who lives in Thailand or was born in Thailand. No, I don't say that, actually. That's, that's actually interesting now that you pointed out. Yeah, so it's like, you, you know deep down inside that your identity or your cultural identity is, um, is straying, is like uh, towards the Chinese side, but then you wouldn't mm-hmm. introduce yourself as a Chinese person. Yeah, and I think that's another thing too, because you know I've been to China and I've been to Taiwan as well, because you know that's where my paternal grandparents live. They live in Taiwan, but I've also been to China because my dad worked there for a certain period of time. And even so, like even though I know like my um, ethnic background is Chinese, and my dad, you know, growing up in Taiwan, like there is like some um, Taiwanese aspect to me, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, Even when I do go to these countries and I spend some time there with my family, I don't feel like I belong there as well. Like, I feel like I'm not Chinese enough or I'm not Taiwanese enough for them. Like, I I can still sense, like, there's this barrier between uh, me and the local people. It's strange because people know that you're not from there as well. They're like, oh, you're not from here, are you? It's just like, oh, yeah. But, you know, people can tell. It's interesting. It's like, oh, this is like my ethnic background, but like, I don't feel enough for you. And then here is like, oh, I'm born and raised here, but again, I'm also not enough of this for them. Like, I feel that way though. It's just like a personal feeling. Yeah. Let's get into today's topic. It's going to be about shifting from an international school slash American curriculum or American education system to a Thai university 
slash international program. And I'll, we, we say international program in a very sarcastic way. And so we'll be looking at those two differences and the role of our identities in navigating through these two different communities slash societies. Uh, before we jump into the details and spill some tea on our experiences, we should first define our international school, right? Our international school and the American curriculum. So Pinky, can you tell us what an international school is in case some of our listeners don't know what an international school is? According to the IGI Global webpage, an international school is a school that places emphasis on an international education program with a student body and teaching faculty that's mostly culturally and linguistically diverse. It is independent of any national system of education and offers a curriculum that is different from that in the host country. English is the main or bilingual language of instruction. Priority is given to developing an international mindedness among its students. So do you think that describes our international school? Hmm. I think in some way, but not completely. <laughs> that's true. That's true. That's true. Okay. So I've mentioned I've mentioned this in a previous episode already, but uh, mm-hmm. our school, our international schools population, student population is like eighty to ninety percent Thai. So yeah. we don't have that much of a cultural diversity or linguistic diversity in the student population. Yeah, compared exactly. to, compared to uh, other international schools in Thailand that have a quota, they establish a quota for the number of Thai students they should have in their school. Yeah, I mean, the only, like, um, I guess, like, Caucasian people I've really ever really met in our school are our teachers. I think that's just as far as I can go say. So that's true. And also I think the only there are probably a maximum of two or three Caucasians in each grade. And some grades don't even have any Caucasians or Western people. I know. Um and we have like some like uh, half Thai, you know, half white, or you know, a halfy, basically, Mo- mostly halfies, you know, in our school. So, uh, I, but still, like, they're still half Thai. So I don't really know. If that's considered like culturally diverse. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, that's. I guess that's the special thing about our international school in a way. But like linguistically diverse, I guess we can call it like. Um, linguistically, linguistically diverse in an Asian sense because most of the foreign students we have are Asians, like Indians, Koreans, um, Japanese, Taiwanese. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I guess we're um, shifting. We're mainly like Asian. Asian. We're a mainly Asian international school. Yeah. Uh, each. Uh, international school will follow a different curriculum. We follow the Mm -hmm. American curriculum, which is the official definition from world school is that the American curriculum is divided into three stages, elementary, middle school, and high school. 
the curriculum is designed in a way that prepares students for university and gives more free more creative freedom to tailor the curriculum based on individual needs and focuses on helping students discover the subjects where they excel and make the most of their talents. Students are encouraged to join extracurricular activities such as sports, music, and performing arts to promote creativity, critical thinking, and social skills. Students have the opportunity to sit for standardized tests and advanced placement or AP courses. Does that sound like our school, Pinky? I guess so. <laughs> in I guess. a way. <laughs> in a way, in, in a way we have a lot of uh, freedom with our schedules, mm. especially in high school where we get to yep. choose our courses. We get to choose our third language. Mm. Yeah, so I guess that's true. So I think we, our, our, our school pretty much fits the American curriculum and we do, they do put emphasis on extracurricular activities, but mainly for the outgoing people. Ah, right. <laughs> or if you did, you know, IB. <laughs> right, right. If we did IB. So IB is the International Baccalaureate Program which is different from APs. We won't be getting into that AB and, uh, AP and IB unless people want to know more about IB because Pinky and I both did the IB diploma program, which was good and bad. There are some pros and cons. Yep. The IB, in, in short, the IB program is two years long, 11th grade and 12th grade, while the AP program is only one year. And you take the test to get a grade uh, in that one year. But for the IB, you need to have a cumulative grade from 11th grade and 12th grade, and you take one final test in 12th grade to get your final score. So that's our international school. Let's get into our international program. Pinky, so Pinky, you studied uh, psychology, the uh, international program in the Faculty of Psychology. So tell us a little bit about that. Would you call it an international program? Can you tell us about like the student body? I, uh, well, okay. Um, I think compared to your experience, I would say mine is definitely more international, even though the student body and the faculty body is mainly uh, Thai. There's only like one foreigner in our faculty and he's from Myanmar, but everyone else is Thai or Thai Chinese. And even the, the teachers, they're also Thai as well. There was only one teacher who was Caucasian, but during, during classes, we, they, the teachers, they teach in English. The textbooks are in English, the exams are in English. So I, I think aside from the student and the teacher body, like the population, I would say it's pretty international because we use English most of the time, excluding, like just not including outside classes because, you know, it just really depends on who you associate with. You might speak Thai or you might speak English. So, and since I also went abroad to Australia, I would say that's also pretty international as well. Yeah, so it depends on like the students, the students yeah. 
and yeah it definitely depends on the students and the faculty as well like the the nature of the faculty although when i did take i think for one of the semesters there was a requisite course that we had to take i think it was in biology and when we did so here's the case when you take another course that's deviated from the typical psychology course you would have to go to another faculty so in this case for that one semester my classmates and i we had to take biology and we went to the biology department and it was very interesting how the environment was vastly different from when we were, you know, just in our classroom, like just learning about psychology, like some of the teachers, they would just ask, oh, does everyone here speak Thai, you know? And if there was like one or two foreigners that didn't understand Thai, they'd be like, okay, we'll just try to do like English and Thai at the same time, Tinglish. And sometimes for certain groups, like um, my cohort, we had about 40 to 50 students and i think there was like an activity where all the different teachers you know we were all divided into like little groups and then they were just explained to us about a particular topic and for that period i i did recall that for my group the teacher was explaining in thai and i just thought that's um interesting because you know we're an international program and aren't you supposed to use English as our main language of instruction? So I think after that, just like one tiny experience, I can understand a little bit more about your pain only after I heard about yours. Even though it, it, it was pretty similar to um, international school where you had a mainly Thai uh, student body, and your teachers were also Thai, but then they adhered to the international program code where you're supposed to teach in English. Yep. I mean, even the resources are in English too. So I just felt like, okay, sure. It was not that different from high school, but it was, it was still pretty international in my experience. Mm-hmm. Which is, but yes. <laughs> completely different. <laughs> Completely different from my faculty. Okay. It's so bad that you have to go through that, but let's let everyone hear about it. Mm. So I studied in the Faculty of Engineering, which is one of the largest, if not the largest, I think it is the largest faculty in uh, our university. So the faculty is in the Thai program and the international program. Specifically, the international program, the International School of Engineering, um, I'd say uh, it's the same thing as the uh, as your faculty. The majority of the student population is Thai. I only had in my year, I only had one foreigner who was Chinese, and by the end of year four, he spoke fluent Thai. <laughs> Damn. Most people, I would say, even in class, most people would ask questions in Thai. They would rarely ask questions in English. Uh, This is also probably because most of my student uh, population graduated from a Thai high school. They did not graduate from an international school like we did. And I think this highly contributed to like 
the level of English, the English proficiency of the student body, it doesn't mean all of them were terrible at English. Some of them were very, very proficient, like an international school student. But I would say most of the population wasn't as fluent as I expected them to be. Also because we're in university now. In university, you read a lot harder texts. You have to understand harder vocabulary, especially in engineering. We have to understand engineering vocabulary and technical terms. Even though it was an international program in year one and year two, I noticed that people were constantly reading Thai textbooks. We did have English textbooks, but they weren't at the level, they weren't at the same level as the exams we were given, but the Thai textbooks were. So it was, un, it felt unfair to me as a person who felt kind of like a foreigner who's, you know, uh, who's more comfortable with reading English textbooks, that the textbook that I was given wasn't enough for me to study and do the exam. But then I would also, I can't uh, completely blame the textbook that I was given. Obviously in university, you're supposed to self-study and use other materials, but I'm just saying for, and if there were more Caucasians, more people who didn't speak Thai, I would say they were at a disadvantage. Mm -hmm. Due to- did your, did your teachers like taught you in English or was there like a mix of Thai and English? Um, in year one and year two, I did have cases where sometimes the teachers would explain a concept in English first, and then they would go, okay, let me explain this again in Thai in case people didn't understand. Was it better in the third and fourth years? It was better in uh, year three and four because we didn't have any teachers from other faculties anymore. There were teachers that were specific to uh, the International School of Engineering and specific to my major. Mm -hmm. But then in year one and year two, since we had a lot of uh, professors from the Thai program come and teach us all of the basic, uh, the basic courses, the foundational courses, they sometimes would like to switch back to explaining in Thai. So how would you describe or what nationality or ethnicity do you identify with? Well, nationality-wise, I identify as Thai and ethnicity-wise, I identify as Chinese, I guess. I think, um, should I explain my family background or? Sure, sure. Um, my maternal and my paternal grandparents, they've already, you know, they're already together at that point during World War II and because they wanted to escape communism, my maternal grandparents or my grandparents from my mom's side, if no one really knows what the word means, they escaped China and they came to Thailand and they had my mom and my uncles here. Whereas my paternal or my grandparents from my dad's side, they escaped to Taiwan and they had my dad and my aunties there. And eventually some time later, my dad came to Thailand to work and my mom was, she was already, she was born in Thailand. She was working 
already. So, and then they just met at work and voila, that's just history. Everything else was history. So I think that's why ethnically wise, I identify as Chinese because some of the other cases I've heard is people are usually Thai Chinese, like, oh, their grandparents, you know, they actually were, you know, born here or they, you know, grew up here and then they met someone else here. It's very interesting to see that from other people. So at home, at home, um, what language do you speak and what culture is dominant in at home? I speak Mandarin um, and the culture that's pretty dominant is Chinese. Like my mom adheres to a lot of uh, Chinese philosophies and a lot of the cultural values. Sure, she's not as strict as some parents, but, you know, she does practice it, you know, and she does talk about it in terms of beliefs as well. So not you at home, there aren't any Thai influences at all, even though you are surrounded by Thai people outside. Nope. I barely speak Thai, actually. Only if like I'm ordering food or if the other person that I'm talking to is a Thai person, then maybe I'll just speak some you know, basic Thai, but that's pretty much it. Most of the time, I just spend my life speaking Chinese, actually. Speaking Mandarin, sorry. And sometimes I, uh, when I do speak to my brother, we sometimes speak in English, sometimes in Mandarin. So yeah, yeah. but with my, with my mom, I speak in Mandarin. Yeah. That's like me. If, for my household, I would speak Thai with my parents, Thai and English, depending on if I don't remember mm-hmm. the words. So Thai and English, mainly Thai with my parents. And then I would speak English with my brother. Mm. So for you, it's Mandarin and English. Yep. So how would this, how would your, how would your cultural ethnic background at home influence who you may be associated with school, how you made friends at school? So let's start with our international school first. Um, I think I tend to, well, even like now I'm thinking about like in my friends group, we speak English mainly we barely speak that much Thai yeah and I think it's because I didn't grow up you know being I didn't grow up speaking a lot of Thai and I wasn't exposed to a lot of the Thai culture and its values as much as compared to like you and some other people I think the level of comfortability to when it comes to speaking Thai is it's not that high so and I'm more comfortable speaking English so I think I perhaps would tend to be friends with people who speak English more often compared to people who speak Thai I mean sure I do have like you know Thai friends but they don't speak Thai around me so Um, that that might have influenced to some extent unconsciously I think but like of course I don't like actually seek out people who speak English it's just like like it's just the coincidence that everyone that I'm friends with speak English speak English with me. Maybe they're also aware that I'm not like that comfortable speaking Thai. I don't really know. That could also be it. People mm-hmm. just when when I first came back, I had a thick American accent. So at that point, I also experienced that language barrier. Because my first friend was um a Caucasian Kaka- uh, Caucasian girl in my mm-hmm. home room. People could tell that I didn't speak Thai. So the friends that I made 
were I also didn't I don't think I seeked uh, I don't think I seeked those friends out I guess subconsciously I did because I didn't feel like I fit in with the Thai student population so I subconsciously seeked out foreigners who I knew spoke English mm. and I guess I also attracted those people to me as well so other than like language I guess language would be the main thing that influenced who we became friends with. I think so too. Mm, because like language is such an important part of like communication and making friends, especially at a young age. So I think we've talked enough about our international school. So we should move into talking about how did that transition from transitioning from an international school and international community to your Thai university international program how did you make that transition or first why did you decide to make that transition why did why didn't you go study abroad i initially wanted to study abroad but my mom wanted me to stay here and also it's cheaper <laughs> i mean i'm just gonna be honest it's cheaper to study here as well that's true same for me mm. but i guess in terms of um, transitioning i was actually quite scared because like you said you know we even though it's not that international compared to some other international schools um we were going to a university where the majority again will be thai but then we're gonna have thai programs we're also gonna have international programs and i was scared that like okay, what if I go, went into university and everyone here was super Thai and I wouldn't fit in well? Like, I had that fear in me as well. Like, I wouldn't fit in because of the differences that we've had, like, experiencing growing up. But surprisingly, it was all right because um, after, you know, I got into my international program at the Faculty of Psychology and I've met other people who also went to international schools and or at least study, you know, they study in the English program. And even those who went to Thai schools, you know, they all spoke English and everyone was really friendly and I was able to make friends. So I would say just the initial start before I actually transitioning to my actual university, I just had that fear. But like after I actually really transitioned, it was actually pretty smooth. Like it was better. It went better than I thought. How did your identity um, play a part in creating associations or making friends in university how did that differ from international school or was there any difference i don't i feel like there wasn't much of a difference to be honest like in terms of my feelings i didn't feel like there was much of a difference between high school and university like i still associative i was still friends of people who spoke english even though they were there were some that were Thai, and when I did have to, you know, talk to people or work with people who were more Thai Thai than my friends or than I was, they were still friendly, you know, and they were just doing their own thing. But I still felt like that barrier between us, like in terms of the identity, I guess. But it wasn't much of a difference, and I still noticed that people who spoke Thai together would hang out together, and they were more segregated from those who went to international schools and those who spoke like English or English, they would kind of like lump in together. Those who spoke English would lump in together and those who were Thai Thai would lump in together. So it wasn't that much different from high school. 
Mainly because there were, I guess, your student body was a lot more um, was a lot more diverse than mine because mine mines didn't have. I, I think every every group, no matter what uh, how they separated their groups, they would always be communicating in Thai. There would be some cases. Uh, I know some of my friends who do speak um, who speak Thai, but when they text, they text in karaoke. Or in English, I do have mm. some of those friends in my international program. What language did you so? What language did you speak, and what language did you text in to your friends? I spoke and text in English. Mm. <laughs> I'm jealous. <laughs> I'm <Hi>. jealous. <laughs> but then I guess that's a good thing because I was forced to. I was indirectly forced to practice typing in Thai. Ah, uh, I mean, I don't have a problem typing in Thai, but you know, like I guess I'm, I was just lucky that people just would text in English. Yeah, not very few people would text in English. Also, because we didn't exactly know each other's um, proficiency level, so we didn't know who was comfortable comfortable speaking and texting in English and who wasn't. So everyone just agreed that the first language or the, yeah, the first language that you would speak or type in is Thai. In our line groups, we would type in, in, in Thai. Mm. There, there's a good mix of people who speak Thai and type Thai, speak Thai, type karaoke, and speak Thai, type English. <laughs> That's a lot of variations. <laughs> yeah, it depends on the person. So we have to get to know each other. <laughs> have to get to know each other to, uh, but everyone, every every one of my friends knows that I am okay with both. But I am more comfortable with typing in English or karaoke. But I guess now I'm a lot more comfortable with typing in. Thai after I've practiced it for four years, for over four years now. So even though you didn't um, face any difficulties uh, transitioning and you didn't really find that your identity influenced who you associated with differed from high school and university, but were there any differences in maybe the depth of the friendship or the relationships that you made? in high school compared to the depth of relationships you made in university? I think there was definitely a difference because I, even though I've made friends in university, I still felt like I connected at a deeper level with my friends from high school compared to my university friends. I still felt like there was this barrier between us. And I think that might have I think that might have been because of our differences growing up because one of my friends, he studied at a very small international school where basically he went to school with the same people. Like there was only 10 of them and that was the only people that he associated with his entire life. Wow. From elementary to high school. And then my other friend who went, who also went to an international school like we did, she but the thing is, though, her international school is a lot more diverse in, you know, 
ethnic backgrounds compared to ours. And my other friend slash partner, he is a foreigner. He's from Myanmar. And again, he grew up being surrounded by, you know, Burmese people. And he speaks a completely different language and, and he grew up in a very different culture. So compared to you and, you know, some of our friends, you know, we all grew up, you know, in we all grew up going to the same school, studying together, learning together, and we 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 were exposed to the same environment. So I still feel like I would connect a lot deeper to you guys compared to like my friends in university. I I think that just might be the case. Background definitely played a huge role in like the depth of the friendship because we I guess also time, the amount of time you spent. We spent a lot of time together. We have this long friendship ever since um, elementary school. Whereas for university friends, even though for me, I felt like our, our friendship really stemmed from the amount of time we had to spend together in one day. We would spend morning because we had classes all day. We would spend, sometimes we had calculus at eight. So it was like eight, eight or nine in the morning, all the way to like three or four in the afternoon. It was the entire day. And that was almost five days a week for year one and year two. And mm-hmm. some, for some people, some, for some friends, it was also year three and year four that we would spend the entire day together. So the, the time that we spent together deepened my friendships in university but for um friends in international school we spent years together even though we didn't spend our day together we spent years and years building like making memories and building building up ourselves building our character and who we are exactly and so yeah i would agree that the friendships in high school are a lot deeper than the friendships in university. They might also be deep in kind of a different aspect because they are two different parts of our lives. I do think that I'm a different different person I am mm-hmm. when I'm in university compared to, you know, back at our old school. Mm-hmm. How different? Um, I'm a lot more confident. I'm not that anxious anymore. I used to take ballet classes. I took ballet classes for about 10 years, actually, on the weekends. And I, at a very young age, like since elementary, I was body shamed a lot. My anxiety generalized to other areas, such as like when I was presenting or specifically when I was speaking Thai. That aspect like was a part of, like a part of my past. I just learned to like overcome that anxiety and I just became more confident in my presentation skills and even in my speaking skills too. And sure, I still feel like, you know, some people might judge me from my tie, but I feel a little better about it. But there were also times that I didn't feel so good about it because, you know, one of my friends, he was not exactly a good person. I I told you about this only. Uh Uh, yeah, he um, he made a lot of nasty comments to me, and uh, he also did tr- he also did try to make fun of my tie, but I think it 
but like when I look back at it now, I think it's because he was insecure about his own English and he was insecure about himself and he wanted to bring me down to make himself feel better. So that's just how I see the, that's how I evaluate or reflect on my past experiences. And then I think that's the thing. I tend to meet people that want to bring me down to make themselves feel better. But, I, but like I said, I'm a different person in university because I'm able to reflect on these situations and, you know, just understand that, you know, people are insecure and people who are insecure, they will take it out on you. So I just learned to overcome it myself and I just became more confident. Your mindset shifted from univer- from international school to university and that shift in your mindset caused you to have a different point of view on your identity, who you are as a person. You became more confident in yourself. And that's a whole part of your identity. It, does, it doesn't just have to be about culture, but how you perceive yourself. And I really respect that. I respect that you were able to grow out, to grow out of that um, introverted shell that was caused by a childhood, well, maybe not even childhood, but a long-lived trauma from your ballet class. You're able to overcome that and build up who you are today. Okay, so that is all that we have for today about Pinky's identity, Pinky's thoughts, and my thoughts about our different education systems, our different um, communities. So hopefully our listeners learned um, something about our international school experience in an international school in Thailand, as well as our experiences, our vastly different experiences in an international program in a Thai university. Not all programs, not all universities, not all schools are the same. And so our experiences just show how even though we went to the same schools, we can have different experiences. But also, we would meet people. We just ended up meeting the same type of people who work well together, right? We basically connected with the same type of people. People who were understanding, who were open-minded. So do you have any last words or last thoughts? Well, I just want to say thank you for inviting me and I feel honored to be your first guest. And you spoke so eloquently, Oli. I really enjoyed listening to you. Thank you, Pinky, for being our first guest and also talking about talking so passionately about this topic. And there are also a lot of things that I just knew today, like about your family background before this discussion. I did not know, or at least I don't consciously remember your family background. So it was great being able to get to know you again. So that's it for today's episode. And we'll see you, well, we or I, I might ask Pinky to record another episode with me. We'll see. We'll see if we have Pinky guest on another episode for a different topic in the future. But for now, that's it for this episode. And I'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.